Monday, August 15th, 2022. You're listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. We have a real rarity that's developing on the East Coast today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Low pressure system off the Carolina coast will be developing into a rare nor'easter as the week progresses over the next couple of days. We have a trough in the New York area that turns into a closed low. I think it is the same low that then develops off the Carolina coast and then pushes up north as a nor'easter. It stays away from the coast until you hit Massachusetts. It could very well be that eastern portions of Massachusetts may get hit with rain. The North American mesoscale model is the most accurate model in regards to these types of systems which occur in the winter. The computer models, interestingly enough, are handling the latter week's storm system better than this one, since this one is really a winter-type system which is occurring in midsummer. The latter part of the week, there's a lot more clarity on that storm system. This system moves off the Massachusetts, well off of the New England coast, and it looks like the precipitation shield will possibly hit eastern portions of Massachusetts. Colder temperatures are expected with the system as well. An extended period of east-northeast winds. The system then moves off of the area by Friday. Its influence is gone. And we see the high-pressure ridge. It's a weak high-pressure ridge off in the Atlantic Ocean. Retrogrades backwards, bringing the heat and humidity back to the East Coast for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That includes Boston, Massachusetts. Temperatures go well into the 80s, and some of the bigger cities may see high temperatures go into the low 90s, at least for some of the time during that period. The heat out west is dependent upon the situation on the East Coast. The heat out west is stuck. It's a high pressure ridge. It's very much stuck. The Pacific Northwest, so the heat continues. Once that high, once that uh, cutoff low gets out of here by Thursday and Friday, we're going to see a low pressure system from the upper Midwest in the upper Mississippi River Valley move to the northeast. That's going to get the weather pattern swinging again. Things are going to start moving again, and the heat out west could then move to the east. It could start to make its journey east. We also have things from the east moving west in the tropical areas. That's going to be affecting Phoenix, Arizona, especially after Thursday and even on Thursday evening perhaps. A tropical rainstorm, which is currently over southern Texas, bringing eight inch, four to eight inches of rain, continues to move west. That storm dissipates as it moves into the mountains of Mexico. But the moisture of the storm continues its journey into Arizona, reaching some portions of Arizona already by Wednesday. But Thursday is the main day, which the moisture will be arriving 
So we have the Gulf of Mexico moisture due to the monsoon flow that redevelops Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We have the moisture from the tropical rainstorm. There's also one other thing which will be developing off the California coast, which will be responsible for bringing westerly winds in the upper atmosphere above Phoenix, not the mid-level atmosphere. There's going to be easterly winds over there, but the upper atmosphere will have westerly winds. That means towards the end of this week, not only will there be chances for rain, possibly heavy rain, but the chances for thunderstorms are increased this time around, higher than usual, if all of these things do indeed develop. There will be more wind shear. Winds will be changing different directions of the atmosphere. Winds in different parts of the atmosphere will have different directions, perhaps some rotation. We could have strong thunderstorms, stronger than what we have seen, perhaps. For right now, though, in the Phoenix, Arizona area, we continue with not continue, but the thunderstorm complex, there's some remnants of it, but that dissipates for today. A very slight chance of the precipitation coming back this afternoon, but the chances are higher east and north, east and north, I believe, of Phoenix. But then things dry out. Still very small chances of precipitation throughout the week, but and still... More humidity than usual, but the real humidity comes back Thursday, especially Friday. Sunday, August 14th. You're listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. Scorching heat continues across parts of this country today. Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri temperature hit 102. Kansas, 106. Nebraska, 103. Texas, 107. Colorado, 102. Plenty of hundreds in that part of the country and, of course, in the desert southwest. But also the Pacific Northwest, we have temperatures sizzling into the hundreds. State of Oregon, Montana, and Idaho. All those states reported highs in the hundreds. High of 99 in Washington today. Washington State. That heat's going to continue in the Pacific Northwest sizzling water temperatures located in the Persian Gulf right off the coast of Iran along with a continuation of sizzling heat in Shushatar, Iran if that's how you say it S-H-U-S-H-A Shushatar something like that high temperature today reports from AccuWeather 125 degrees over there Unbelievable stuff. That's the, uh, what was that? 125 degrees. The Caspian Sea in Russia, up at 46 degrees north latitude, 
is reporting water temperatures, according to the European computer model, between 83 and 85 degrees. Gulf of Mexico, 85 to 89 degrees. Probably are some spots with a 90-degree water temperature in the Gulf of Mexico. A tropical rain system off the coast of Texas is going to continue to pound that area with four to eight inches of rain. But another area in this country that's also getting four to eight inches of rain is in the state of Missouri, right along the front, right along that front, right outside that intense area of scorching heat in the Texas, Kansas, Nebraska, not so much Nebraska, but a little bit Nebraska and Oklahoma and parts of Arkansas. The big, the big thing this week, really the a very, very big thing this week is the change of weather pattern. It's almost as if we're going from summer to fall, actually. We can speak about all these summer headlines, and they're all true, amazing stuff, the Pacific Northwest. It's as if summer is – the summer, there's no end to it. But much of this country, we're seeing a change to really almost like a fall weather pattern – Temperatures that we haven't seen since early June. Temperatures have dropped into the 40s over parts of the Northeast. An enormous area of clouds covers much of the northern parts of the country into Canada. And it's similar to a fall weather pattern. We're also going to see the possibility says some expert forecasters that a nor'easter may develop this week. That's very rare in the month of August to have a nor'easter. I can't find the thing on any computer model, but they say that there could be a nor'easter that develops this week, bringing clouds and rain, high temperatures in the 60s, even in the you know, even in Maryland, areas to the west, uh, to the west of the Blue Ridge Mountains reported forecasting the forecasts called for highs only in the 60s. You know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin forecasted high in the upper 60s. Chicago, Illinois, I don't know what the high today was, but many of the forecasts called for highs in the upper 60s. This is stuff that hasn't happened in a long time. So this shows some type of – it does look like we're headed to fall. You know, you look at the St. Louis, Missouri forecasts, and there really isn't any 90s if – if there are any at all over the next week or two. This front with intense heat occurring ahead of it, which brought the temperatures well into the hundreds in Kansas, some hundreds in Missouri, and some hundreds even in Nebraska, it's going to continue to move southeast this week, reaching the Arkansas area by Tuesday, and it's going to continue to push south. Areas of Louisiana remain in the intense heat for Wednesday. For Shreveport or Shreveport, Louisiana, temperatures remain close to 100 degrees through Wednesday. Then the cooler air even reaches down there. That front goes all the way down to the Gulf Coast. It blocks off all Gulf moisture for at least through Shabbos, some indicators, through at least through Saturday, some indications are that the humidity may come to creep up again, says the South Bend Indiana National Weather Service, by Sunday with perhaps a chance for precipitation during that time. Phoenix, Arizona, this has got to be, a, it's a tremendous interest for, you know, in Phoenix, Arizona. Also, Las Vegas, Nevada, reporting its heaviest monsoon season in twenty in 18 years, since 2004. More rain has accumulated this year than other years, just about an inch and a half. 
Phoenix, Arizona, the high dew point air with dew points in the 60s. You know, you look at the GFS computer model. When it comes to dew points, it does look like the GFS in regards to the humidity in Phoenix, it appears that the GFS is actually the more accurate model. It's more accurate than European computer model. The European computer model seems to outdo these dew points by about six degrees. So, for example, we have dew points, according to the European computer model, forecasted dew points going up to about 76 degrees later this week. Now, the GFS will have a dew point maximum 70. We've been seeing dew points in the Phoenix, Arizona area range from about 58 to 72 over the past few days. The dew points of 72 occur early in the morning, generally a dew point of about 70, sometimes 72. Some areas in that region have reported dew points of 73 degrees. We have seen some heat indices up to 106. We also saw reports of blasts of wind that kind of came out of nowhere yesterday. 28 mile per hour to 30 mile per hour winds just started up in the afternoon after a period of time and winds were about zero miles per hour. I don't know what that's all about, but those 30 mile per hour winds occurred at the same time that the temperatures were at 100 degrees, well above 95. So we actually have those winds made temperatures feel several degrees warmer than it actually was. The humidity produced the heat index of 103 with those winds also probably 103. The Phoenix, Arizona area later this week is, you know, we're about to go in Phoenix. We're about to go through a period of drier heat once again where that flow off the Gulf is going to get cut off somewhat over the next couple of days. But for the latter part of the week, the humidity returns, and it's very possible there's going to be more of a punch to the humidity this time around because we have a tropical rainstorm that's going to just vanish. It's over in South Texas. The system's just going to vanish into the mountains of Mexico and just disappear off the radar screen. But some of that moisture will probably get picked up by the monsoon flow, which is centered as a high-pressure ridge over just to the north of the four-cornered area. But that monsoon flow, as the winds go clockwise around the high-pressure system, the Arizona area is getting that east, even a southeast flow. So that moisture, although it, the storm itself kind of just vanishes, but the moisture, some of it will get put back into Arizona. So it's very possible because you have the Gulf of Mexico moisture combined with this little bit of extra moisture from this rain system. We could see even higher dew points than usual for the latter part of this week. You look at the European computer model, although we mentioned the dew points are a little bit off, perhaps, but it's a there's a very clear, defined hour at when that those humid conditions return to Phoenix. It's really Thursday evening after some rain, perhaps a thunderstorm. The humidity goes way up, but we're going to dry out until then. But the humidity on Friday, just like last Friday, the humidity this Friday goes way up in Phoenix. This Friday for Phoenix, dew points probably reaching 70 degrees again. Temperatures throughout the week probably triple digit because things tend to dry out in the afternoon and the temperatures tend to go down. 
there's flood watches in effect for that for a large part of Arizona. That includes Phoenix. It's either a, I think it's a flash flood watch. Any thunderstorms that do develop, you could expect about two inches of rainfall an hour. That's the possible. It's also possible to get severe storms today in Phoenix. Uh, severe storms, wi- strong winds, possibly severe winds, wind gusts perhaps 58 miles per hour or more. Some of the storms might even produce hail, and we have some blowing dust occurring as well. So lots of stuff going on over there. When you go up to the Pacific, when you go up to the Pacific Northwest, up in the Pacific Northwest, we have less moisture in those thunderstorms. So we have dr- some of the areas getting dry thunderstorms, which is responsible for an enormous increase in wildfires over the past couple of weeks. Temperatures in Russia went into the hundreds again for today. Astrakhan, Russia, 102. But according to other sources, it did not quite make it into the triple-digit heat. But there were places in Russia that did make it into the hundreds. We have areas in uh, Spain today went up to 105 degrees. Death Valley, California, 115, I believe. Maybe 117. Africa is high, 117, but the world's high reports from AccuWeather, which this may or may not be accurate, but it's, again, that city in Iran, Shushatar, something like that, at 125 degrees. There also was another city there where also temperatures were in the mid-120. So the intense summer heat continues for the next couple of days for the Texas Kansas, Oklahoma, uh, Arkansas, even uh, Louisiana, places like that. We also have indicators of a fall weather pattern. Fall, indicators of fall for the first time this summer season are in the air for even the St. Louis area as we see temperatures over the next couple of weeks. You know, highs in the 80s, but even in Arkansas, some areas may only have highs in the upper 70s. Even in Arkansas, temperatures might only be in the 70s. And as we mentioned before, parts of Maryland, highs only in the 60s. So this is something that's not really a summer thing. It's not a summer thing to have temperatures falling like that. Now, the real question, however, is why should temperatures fall in August? Why should they fall? I mean... We, you know, they should wait until September 21st. That's when the sun sets up in the North Pole. So wait until then, or at least wait until the North Pole loses its tropical characteristics. Wait until the sun in the North Pole, the solar insulation at the North Pole, is less than what it is in Honolulu, Hawaii on December 21st. Because as long as the sun up there, as long as the solar insulation is as much over there as it is in Hawaii, in the tropical areas on December 21st, they're still getting tropical sunshine in a sense. Why should temperatures be dropping anywhere? Granted, the sun might be significantly weaker this time of the year than it was in June. But is it really weak enough that temperatures could actually start to drop? Temperatures which were in the 90s and hundreds, we now are having temperatures in the 60s and 70s. That's a question that we'll have to deal with. We're going to have to deal with that question. Perhaps one answer, perhaps, is that the solar insulation is is still tropical. If you 
compare it to what it would be in Hawaii, December 21st. However, that's only if you have perfectly clear skies up north, because the day has to be, you know, the sun is shining 24 hours. It, the skies have to be clear for 24 hours a day in order to receive that same amount of solar insulation that occurs in just a mere eight hours in Hawaii. So you could say if you have lots of clouds developing over there, so the solar insulation is actually being reduced very significantly. And it's all about over there, because once you, that's what it's all about. Once temperatures start to get cold up there, we see a redevelopment of the jet stream. The jet stream becomes stronger, and we start to see more of a fall weather pattern. We're getting a Canadian air mass in the northeast, and there's the possibility of an unseasonably early nor'easter, says some of the expert forecasters. But places further to the south remain at peak heat. Peak heating continues. High temperatures in parts of Missouri today, 102. But we have very hot weather. That continues if you're not influenced by the northern air masses. We continue at intense triple-digit heat. Even heat advisory criteria is in you know, for Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma, all of those areas, heat advisory criteria. I think the highlight, perhaps, is the 96-degree reading water temperature, the 96-degree water temperature off the coast of Iran. The tropical storm development is something that is being monitored right now. It looks like tropical storms that do develop are more likely to hit the East Coast and not the Gulf of Mexico, says forecasters, but there might be one very big one in the Gulf of Mexico. Thank you for listening. I wish everyone a wonderful night. Monday, August 15th, you're listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. A weak trough averaging 30.00 inches lingers over Lake Erie through Wednesday. High pressure of 30.1 inches will build east across Lake Erie Thursday and Friday.
Weather will be dry as a surface high of 30.3 inches moves into the central Ontario, bringing east to a northeast flow over Lake Huron. This morning, a 30.2-inch high over James Bay is keeping a ridge of at least 30.1 inches over Lake Superior. By Tuesday morning, the high shifts east to Quebec as it strengthens to 30.3. The high remains in place Wednesday, weakening to 30.2. A broad region of 30.0-inch ridging remains over the Great Lakes region on Thursday Friday, a 30.1-inch high passes east from Manitoba into northern Ontario. For Lake Michigan, north to northeast winds mainly around 10 to 15 knots will generally continue through Wednesday as a high pressure axis around 30.1 inches remains over the northern Great Lakes. The high pressure axis will then sink southward Wednesday night into Thursday, resulting in light and variable winds across the lake. Lake Ontario, a weak 29.9-inch trough of low pressure will wobble about the lower Great Lakes region today through Wednesday. Meanwhile, a 30.3 high will build across Quebec, eventually ridging across the lower Great Lakes on Thursday and Friday.
Weather synopsis from the National Weather Service in Mount Holly, New Jersey. Low pressure in North Carolina will head east and out to sea late today. High pressure will follow into the mid-Atlantic states Tuesday. Then its primary center shifts to Maine by Thursday. Low pressure is forecast to pass well to our southeast and east on Friday. A cold front from the northwest is then expected to pass through the region late Saturday with a chance of low pressure with a chance that low pressure will form on that front near the mid-Atlantic coast. That's the cold front, which is from the coming in from the northwest, will pass through the region on the mid-Atlantic region late Saturday, and there's a chance that low pressure will form on that front near the mid-Atlantic coast. High pressure follows by early next week. By the way, that was a very, very big mistake because that is the wrong date. Um, so let's forget that. Here's the synopsis from Mount Holly, New Jersey. Today, August 15th, 2022. An area of low pressure at the surface and aloft will affect the weather across the mid-Atlantic into the middle of the week. After the low weakens and pushes away Thursday, high pressure will build across the area. Unsettled conditions will arrive next weekend, and low pressure and its associated fronts arrive from the west. It's really a traffic jam weather pattern. We have a closed low again across the mid-Atlantic region for much of this week. It's going to start to head northeast towards southeast Canada eventually. As it moves away, the upper ridge off the east coast will expand back across their region Friday and Saturday. As this happens, another upper low will steer itself towards the upper Mississippi River Valley Sunday and Monday. This will create a southwest upper flow across the mid-Atlantic area or the northeast and bring an increase in moisture to the area. I don't even know what's the it's the Philadelphia area. Is that the mid-Atlantic area? Temperatures during the period will be close to normal on Thursday then rise above normal as the weak ridge builds. Highs for Friday and Saturday will be several degrees above normal with mostly mid and upper 80s with some 90s possible. The dew points will be on the rise too with mostly comfortable readings Friday, then some mid and upper 60 dew points by the Philadelphia metro area in southern New Jersey for Shabbos. Beyond that, temperatures will fall back to normal by the late weekend. It appears that the daytime hours for Thursday and Friday will be mostly dry as high pressure remains in place. As the weekend begins, a warm front attached to low pressure well to the west 
will bring chances for showers to the area, and this should last into Sunday and into early next week as the upper low crosses the area, bringing unsettled conditions. From Baltimore, today, August 15th, upper-level troughing will continue to dig into the area today before closing off into an upper-level low on Tuesday. This upper-level low will gradually decay and lift off to our north through the remainder of the week. A coastal low may build anomalies further. So we have here, the tides will remain elevated today and Tuesday. This is the mid-Atlantic area with an onshore component to the wind. However, the wind will be light and little change in anomalies is expected, with a few locations forecast to reach caution stage. A coastal low pressure may build anomalies further during the middle of the week, though it is uncertain by how much, since winds will largely be from the northeast. A few sensitive locations could have a higher chance of reaching minor, minor flood stage, though. The coastal low. August 15th from the New York National Weather Service. Synopsis, a departing high pressure to the east gives way to a weak low pressure staying south of the New York area. The low pressure tracks north on Tuesday and into Wednesday. High pressure returns Thursday and remains over the region Friday. Another low approaches from the south Saturday and Sunday. I think the low pressure tracking north on Tuesday and into Wednesday is going to be the coastal low. Right now we have the low pressure was located across eastern Kentucky, right along a stationary front.
Low pressure on Tuesday is going to eject off the southeast coast and it's going to pass to the south of the New York area. That might be the coastal low. Service high builds to our northwest, leaving the area essentially between the two systems. Therefore, most of the area will be dry on Tuesday, except for the eastern, uh, uh, southeastern Connecticut. That storm track's going further east than what they originally thought. And the easterly flow picks up Tuesday afternoon. That's when the low is going to be closest with 15 to 20 mile per hour winds. Wednesday, cloud cover becomes more widespread over the New York area and the surface low heads northeast into New England. Wraparound moisture on Wednesday and showers may approach the area. Highs in the low to mid 80s. The ridging and high pressure builds back into the area Thursday and Friday, uh, both days Temperatures in the 80s, possibly low 90s. A frontal boundary remains across the southern Gulf Coast states with yet another wave developing on the front. This wave is currently forecast to track north along the coast and may bring precipitation next week. There does remain a little bit of uncertainty with the timing of this next system. It's possible that Saturday could be dry with rain chances starting Saturday night and Sunday. Temperatures on Saturday will once again be in the 80s with some temperatures close to 90 in the most urban areas. However, Sunday should be slightly cooler with highs only in the lower and middle 80s. Today we have high pressure. At least tomorrow. Tomorrow we for sure have high pressure over the area. Today low pressure passes well to the south of the New York area. Tomorrow we have high pressure over the New York area. A low pressure system southeast of Montauk Point tracks north. Tuesday afternoon into Wednesday. That may produce small craft advisory conditions, but the high pressure returns Thursday into Friday.
August 15th weather synopsis from the Boston National Weather Service. High pressure remains in control today, providing mainly dry and warm weather, along with comfortable humidity. By Tuesday, coastal low approaches our area in the Boston area, resulting in clouds and possibly a few showers across eastern Massachusetts. The low pressure system The low pressure system could still bring periods of rain Wednesday into Thursday for eastern and northern Massachusetts, along with onshore breezes and building seas. While cooler than normal temperatures are favored for most of the week, temperatures and humidity levels rise Friday into Monday to summer-like levels with limited chances for precipitation of showers or storms, and that's a four-day period. So we have a high today we have a high pressure system which is going to move offshore the New England area during the day. That's going to allow we're going to let's get back to that high. Let's Now, that's going to allow a low pressure system which is located off the Carolina coast to begin its track up the Atlantic seaboard. This is the nor'easter I think that AccuWeather was talking about. Its track will be closely monitored over the next few days as it is a fine line for us between getting widespread beneficial rainfall or a shutout. As for today, more clouds than sun, but remaining mostly dry, although a few showers cannot be ruled out, especially across the Worcester Hills and east slopes due to upslope effects. Some of the Guidance also tries to show a few sprinkles, making it into southeast Massachusetts by this afternoon, out ahead of the main precipitation shield associated with the aforementioned low pressure system, but this is a low probability scenario. In other words, most locations should stay dry. East winds will keep eastern Massachusetts coast cooler than further inland. Still quite pleasant with temperatures just below near normal, highs upper 70s to mid 80s. The story from 6 p.m. this evening to 6 p.m. tomorrow is that a coastal low will bring clouds and possibly a few showers to eastern Massachusetts, along with cooler than normal temperatures. to see the thing that I no, sent? No, no. I'll look at it now. Okay. Are you at home with the kids? I'm right outside in the car. Okay. Have they seen you yet this morning? Yeah. 
so why are you outside of the car? I'm just outside in the car. So when's Abba coming? I don't know. He said he's going to drive home this morning. I don't know what time he left. I assume he'll be here like. Okay, I better just uh, make sure. Fine. Okay. I don't see any vacuum in your parents' house. I don't know that you need to vacuum. You could just sweep. All right, let me just go. All right, I'll look at it, okay? Then I'll call you back. There remains quite a bit of uncertainty how Tuesday will turn out. Even though we are within 36 hours time frame, the complex mid-level pattern means that it will remain a fine line between a coastal low passing close enough to a region bringing breezy onshore winds as well as significant beneficial rainfall to our area and passing well offshore to bring us mainly dry weather. Interestingly enough, the GEFS ensemble members actually show better clustering with regards to the track of low pressure center later in the week, converging in the Gulf of Maine, referred to the long-term section, than on Tuesday. I think part of the challenge is that the models are not too sure how to handle such an anonymous system during the time of the year when we climatologically have the least Barcelonicity. Of course, given that we are now, in fact, within 36 hours of, of potential wind and rain, we do need to produce a forecast. Taking the reasonable middle ground approach would mean eastern Massachusetts has the best chance for beneficial rainfall. Yeah. I have to just go. We're just going to um, go. I'm going to vacuum the car a little bit, and then I'll be back. All right. Local pattern means that it remains a fine between a coastal passing bringing breezy onshore winds as well as significant beneficial rainfall to our area, offshore to bring mainly dry weather. Reasonable middle ground approach would mean that East Massachusetts has the best chance for beneficial rainfall, especially later Tuesday into overnight. Service low pressure would organize itself near the 70 west, 40 north benchmark and then retrograde northwestward towards coastal New England. I used the blend of super, of super blend and SREF for pops with the best chances for a few showers on Cape Cod, and particularly later in the day. Even though the GFS and European Computer Model Deterministic Guidance shows a shutout for our area on Tuesday, the EVS do have precipitation shield reaching into eastern Massachusetts and especially Cape Cod by Tuesday afternoon. This is supported by, no, by both the North American Meso Scale Guidance as well as the typically reliable CAM member, guidance. Granted, the NAM is the extreme outlier out of all the guidance, but it is nonetheless a non-zero probability. We will see which model prevails inside 24 hours, which is the time period where NAM shines during cold season East Coast cyclogenesis. Temperature forecast is also tricky since the dam highs for East Massachusetts and Rhode Island will obviously depend on the rainfall and cloud cover, which hinge on the track and evolution of the coastal low. Did end up going with a 75th percentile guidance, but cooler for eastern Massachusetts. Likely cloud cover, possible rain for Tuesday. 
track to coastal New England is possible. An offshore low track is favored, bringing rain Wednesday into Thursday. The eastern and northern Massachusetts and less in the interior. Onshore northeast breezes and the potential for rip currents. Approaches our area, season winds will be on the increase. During the overnight hours, winds will switch from the east to the northeast. Due to the uncertainty in the track of the coastal low, the marine forecast is subject to change. Mint in south, highest confidence in the conditions by Tuesday. Small craft dividing conditions by Tuesday afternoon is currently across the southern and southeastern outer waters. Seas two to four feet for inner waters and northeast outer waters for five feet for southern waters. Tuesday night, moderate risk for small craft advisory, moderate risk on Wednesday. Wednesday night, winds less than, so, okay. So, that's where you have it for, for Boston. We're just going to look at Phoenix. The, from Phoenix synopsis, the first part of this week will see temperatures climb back to or even slightly above normal, while daily showers and thunderstorms become fairly isolated. Starting Thursday, ample monsoonal moisture will return to the region, leading to much better chances for showers and thunderstorms persisting through next weekend. Temperatures are also forecast to cool to below normal, with highs across the lower deserts falling into the 90s. 
Sunday was another active day for monsoon thunderstorms, especially across western Arizona. Current water vapor imagery shows somewhat drier air advancing northward across southeast California and southwest Arizona, and this will expand across the rest of southern Arizona today. There are also two remnant mesoscale scenes with radar imagery, one over the Phoenix area and another across north-central Arizona, both drifting northward. The combination of the drying and substance south of the will lead to higher something today, and this is reflected in the high-resolution cams showing relatively isolated convection later today. The more favored areas for any showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and evening should be over the higher terrain north and east of Phoenix. A similar scenario should play out on Tuesday with NBM pops generally between 10 and 20% for the lower deserts, 30 to 50 over the county. Temperatures will also warm up over the next couple of days with more limited monsoon activity and a, a slight decrease in boundary layer moisture. To forecast high temperatures are seen climbing back to around 105 across the south central Arizona deserts by Tuesday with readings as warm as 108 across the western deserts on Wednesday. These hot daytime temperatures and overnight lows mostly in the mid-80s will result in a return of widespread moderate heat risk over the lower deserts for Tuesday and Wednesday. For the latter half of the week into the weekend, forecast attention then turns toward a tropical disturbance currently situated across far southern Texas. Both the GFS and the EPS showed this disturbance slowly tracking west-northwest across northern Mexico over the next couple of days, likely becoming an inverted trough over southern Arizona as early as late Wednesday, have also increased to around 50% chance across southeast and south central Arizona Wednesday evening and into Wednesday night as a moisture surges northwestward. as moisture to the northwestward into southern Arizona. Overall potential impacts for late Wednesday look fairly minor as the activity is likely to be elevated, but some heavy rainfall and localized flooding could be possible. For Thursday through the upcoming weekend, there is a decent amount of spread within ensemble guidance, but there's at least show for significant impacts. Ensembles agree that there will be strong influx of tropical moisture Thursday into Friday across southern Arizona and southeast California with piwats likely exceeding two inches, with the disturbance very likely stalling out across San Sonora, Mexico. Additionally, models show an upper-level trough developing off the California coast over the next couple of days before slowly moving into the Great Basin region later this week. This trough will likely provide stronger westerly winds aloft later this week and larger-scale forced ascent over much of our region. The potential scenario of having plentiful moisture and northeasterly mid-level winds um, upper level, uh, plentiful moisture and a much more favorable wind profile. Upper level westerly winds and northeasterly mid level winds could give rise to multiple days of fairly widespread showers and thunderstorms later this week. As of now, the NBM is favoring Friday and Saturday as having the highest potential of widespread showers and thunderstorms. Focus more across southeast and south central Arizona. A large area of one to two inches over the
Okay, so uh, 